0: Two, one, and it's too late because it's already recording.
1: Welcome back to Small Consolation, the podcast about... I don't know. At this point, it's kind of whatever the hell we feel like. I don't know. Although, but this time
2: we're actually talking about video games. Yeah, I was just going to say, to be fair, <laughs> the, <laughs> that podca- is the, topic. the podcast
1: not about video games, and we're going to talk about video games finally. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Um, so, uh, this week, uh, Evan has died. <laughs> uh, he is not with us today, but that's all right. Um,. We wish him best in his future endeavors. Um, you know, I mean, obviously his future <laughs> dead endeavors. Um, no, but uh, the rest of us are here. We're going to. Well, what are we going to talk about? We've got. There's a lot of news that has happened in the past couple of th- this past week, right? I was say mm.
2: what
0: aren't we going to talk about? Uh, there's a lot. Sony. Of, I, Well, Well, actually, I was, so I was just going to like, that's actually a really good segue because I was just going to talk about, we, we'd kind of been, you know, throwing around back for, I don't know, at some point somebody threw out like, like, why weren't they there or whatever. So I just, I, I'd kind of forgotten why myself exactly they weren't involved, but essentially it's just their, so it's just their kind of their marketing strategy. They wanted to switch over and kind of be the boss of their own show so they've started doing those state of plays uh, that we've been covering. Um, do, we know if any, there, do we know
1: if another one is coming up anytime soon?
0: It looks like they're pretty much monthly because I looked back uh, and the last one was like May, huh. like late May. So we probably will have another one here at the end of June. Did yeah, did, we, did we miss that?
2: No, the main no, one was, was just, just Horizon.
0: Yeah, oh, it's okay. it's kind of like what they do is it's it's almost like it's monthly, but they just kind of usually focus in on like one project or something big that's upcoming for like the PS5. So it's kind of more of a drip feed as opposed to the just the the waterfall that is E3.
2: Well, then Brandon's out. Why? Cause that's the destiny model, and you don't like that model. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I mean, not gonna lie, I was like kind of racking my brain. I was trying to be like, oh yeah, so it's like here's all this cool stuff. It's like, hmm, what's Sony doing, huh? Like, so it's like clearly, I mean, like I do kind of like its more in-depth look at individual projects, but at the same time, it is kind of. It, I had to do a little bit of you know reaching back to kind of think about all of the stuff collectively that's coming up for the PS5. So I think that's why, like honestly, a lot of people, you know, we spoiler alert, but uh, we were going to talk a little bit, I think, about how some people were kind of maybe a little bit disappointed with the showings at E3 this year, or like it just didn't seem like there was quite as much hype surrounding a lot of the titles, and that that was kind of my impression anyway guess i don't know
1: i was i think i'm actually the exact opposite i have okay i have um a list of like when i was listening to uh specifically the nintendo direct and okay so hi guys this is a small constellation we're gonna talk about e3 today um (laughs) we never really talked about that um so nintendo uh microsoft bethesda uh square and um Ubisoft, Ubisoft. I think it's technically Ubisoft because I saw something on the screen from Ubisoft that said A Ubisoft, not an Ubisoft. So I think it's a a hard U. Anyways, so um, they all had this past week, they all had direct state of plays, whatever their showcase of what's coming out in the next I don't know, year, what they're working on, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I uh, was watching, especially the Nintendo Direct and a little bit of the Microsoft, um, obviously mostly the Bethesda stuff, Um, but I was like, okay, I'd play that game. I'm excited for that game. That game looks really pretty. I might be, you know, depending on what the price of that be, I'd try that. That looks really good. uh, I'd be interested to see more gameplay of that one. And it was September, 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 October, September. (laughs) Yeah, so like I'm going to try and do my best to get as much of my backlog done before September and then just spend all of my money on new games (laughs) and, you know, make a new backlog.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's even possible for me. I would have to, like, take a month of vacation off and maybe I would get two games done.
1: Well, I think there are certain game titles that I want to actually finish like i want to you know i have several that are that i'm close to finishing uh and so i like (laughs) assassin's creed syndicate that's a name you haven't heard for in a long time uh persona 5 thank you tyler um (laughs) you know these kinds of games that i'm close to finishing and i just need to you know put in the time to to finish um i want to try type 0 again final fantasy type 0 um i need to finish horizon the first one obviously same i need to finish um shadow of mordor
0: Ooh, that's a good one
1: um i need to finish all of the uh nathan drake games (laughs) uncharted games at least the three that i have uh well i guess the fourth one is a playstation or a uh uh, free game yeah so all four of those but um, we have a lot to talk about, um, so let's just jump into it. Um, so I didn't actually take any notes on the, the Ubisoft one. Maybe we start there and you guys can talk about it real quick. Um, we watched it together when we were hanging out last weekend, and uh, I just didn't think to watch it again. Um, so what, what, what did you guys... Maybe we just talk about the notable stuff and, you know, we can have some honorable mentions, but let's try to get through everything first. And then if there's time left, we can go back and talk about things we didn't have a chance to. I don't know.
0: Sure. Yeah,
2: that sounds good. I know Tyler was pretty excited for the Rainbow Six announcement.
0: Yeah, and, and that was that was where I was going to start there. For me, I'll be honest, there were really only two games that interested me specifically out of the stuff that Ubisoft showed, um, and that was yeah, the Rainbow Six Extraction, which I know. Yeah, you mentioned we'd all kind of sat there and we'd watch the uh, the live stream and the recap and everything, and that was. Uh, Like at the time, I don't know if I was just sleepy or what because it was pretty late, but I just kind of like zoned out. I didn't really pay that much. I was like, okay, new Rainbow Six game. It's like, eh, it'd probably be okay. Probably kind of like the division, but
1: we all had a bad taste in our mouth. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but like well I, everybody but nick I, I mean quite literally yeah i think it was the jelly beans the jelly beans <laughs> put me in a an unreceptive state to the uh, to the civilians. uh I, I i thought i thought ubisoft was releasing dead fish the game um <laughs> but uh, but no um yeah rainbow six no, extraction was, was- uh, uh, stink bug that's what it was <laughs> I mean, the aliens... Maybe there's some aliens that look kind of like stink bugs. But uh, but yeah, on further reflection and analysis, I actually was pretty excited for Rainbow Six Extraction because I realized it was... Um, first of all, I realized it was a, a first-person shooter, which if I'd actually watched I, apparently any of the gameplay footage, <laughs> I would have known that. Um, but for me, that was good because... Um, one thing I've always thought about, like, like I'm not the biggest fan of Rainbow Six Siege, um, and I'll be completely honest, a big part of that is just because I'm terrible at it. Like, it's a super competitive online multiplayer first-person shooter that's been out forever now. I mean, they've been supporting it incredibly. It's like six or seven years into its development cycle And, you know, I mean, that's not unheard of in the realm of games like it, kind of like Counter-Strike or something like that. Um, But they've definitely been supporting it. But the thing is, the people who are still playing it, I feel like are all so good at it. And so it's like, it's one of those games where I love the shooting model, like the physics are awesome. I love the environmental destruction, like it feels great to play. It's just that I hate playing it because I get owned immediately and I don't know the maps and I'm just like, okay, well, this is going to ruin my evening, so I don't play it that much. Enter Rainbow Six Extraction, where it's got some of the cool operators and gadgets that I love from Rainbow Six Siege, but it's just a PvE cooperative shooter, kind of more in the vein of like Left 4 Dead or something like that, and... That seemed like a really compelling combination to me like um, you know we've been looking as a podcast group you know we've kind of been looking for some more games that we can play that are like maybe still challenging but not like competitive um, and games that will frustrate us and things like that and I think this is a really good candidate for something like that. So I was excited. Um, that was that was kind of my takeaway from extraction. What um, was the other
1: game that uh you were really excited about
0: um the other one that i i don't know if i'd go so far as to say like really excited but like i was surprisingly excited about it was their avatar frontiers of pandora game which was surprising to me because i had kind of known that there was an avatar game in the works but i totally forgotten about it like it completely fell off my radar and then i was like oh okay ubisoft was developing that Um, which I actually do think the company is a good fit for a game like that because I think a big part about what's compelling about Avatar is its world. Like, like it's just kind of this deep, lush, forested, and alien world and the characters are kind of, like the Na'vi are kind of interesting even though it's, you know, obviously story-wise Avatar was kind of a derivative film in a way. Like, it's not treading any new ground with its story. And like, upon going back i'm like okay it was a bit of a like a, a one trick pony or kind of a gimmicky film and like it hasn't really held up that well in retrospect but it was incredible at the time and it was a world that i wanted to be immersed in and see more of and then that's where avatar frontiers of pandora comes in and it's like boom first person game on pandora open world you know all of the resources at Ubisoft's command like behind it as a project and says so like, okay, I think this this could actually be a lot of fun to be in and explore. And I believe I've heard conflicting reports. I couldn't really tell from some of the footage, but I do think it's going to be a first person game, which in yeah. my mind is good because again, for me it's all about exploring that world um, from kind of an and especially from sort of an alien perspective. And so I was like, okay, I, I think there could be quite a bit of fun to be had there so that was really the only other one that I was like yeah those are well and Far Cry 6 I guess but uh, it's a Far Cry game I mean let's be honest there's nothing to really like it's going to be good in my mind I think it's probably going to be good but it's probably also not going to do anything that fresh or original or exciting so it's kind of like yeah I'll I'll get it for the gameplay gameplay is always pretty solid with Far Cry but it wasn't really something I got super excited about but
2: yeah, yeah, I've so, got uh, Ubisoft's um, website up, and they list Avatar as a first person action adventure experience.
3: Right. Yeah. So, interesting fact about the Avatar game Disney was so impressed by their technical demo uh, some time ago that they gave them Star Wars to do as well. Ah,
0: that's, nice. again, that speaks, that's a good sign. I mean, makes me think. Hey, they might have a pretty well realized uh, alien world on their hands. So,
2: I am curious about the timing of it all because, like, Avatar is <laughs> what a twelve year old movie, and I know. Yeah. James Cameron has like a whole series set, and they might be close to finishing the second one. I don't know, but it was it like a hey we want to drum up a assi- excitement for the new avatar movies. So let's get a video game going or is it, were they just really like developing it all along?
3: Well, I think Ubisoft did an avatar game back on the 360 oh, okay. uh, I th- which time wise, that is early to mid, uh, time frame for the console yeah i don't quite remember but it was uh something that existed it would probably be weird to go back and revisit (laughs) it
2: i just imagine like someone was moving and they were like packing all of their dvd collection and they're like avatar i haven't seen this in so long we should make a game about it. I work at a game studio. <laughs> now
0: that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's an accurate representation of Avatar. Now I yeah I felt this like I had that exact same question. I was just like, what what is the like? Are they gonna release the second movie soon? Like, is that why yeah. they're doing this? Uh, but yeah. I, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm always down for the the thought of like you know just technology has. Um, evolved so much in the last 10, 15 years that anything, mm-hmm. like obviously we've seen the remaster trend lately, but anything that can be updated into the current world of technology we have, and Avatar I think is a perfect universe to explore in this new hardware.
0: Yeah, that's that, I agree. That's a good point.
3: I guess uh, not really for any of us, but because they always have they're just dance and they're weird sports titles, but that's a pretty big market for them still. And for those people, that's exciting. But they're, uh, I was kind of surprised they're still supporting their Rocksmith game, which is an interesting concept. That's a video game that literally teaches you to play guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and real been, guitar
2: instead of a plastic one. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. a really cool concept, and they've been keeping that thing running for I want to say like 10 years now, it's not been that long, but uh, probably five years at least.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the yes. only other uh game um that really spoke out to me was that uh, what was it, Riders Republic, just kind mm-hmm. of the adventure sports oh yeah yeah they've been talking about that for a little while having a giant group doing a downhill bike mountain bike race or wingsuits or whatever it just seemed kind of like a fun social space and then just a whole bunch of antics
3: oh and uh, mario Rabbids. i know (laughs) uh, none of us have probably played the first one but i have heard people like yeah that was uh like nothing about that sounded like it was going to be good it's just like a weird cash grab but they apparently knocked it out of the park with the first one making a XCOM game with mario characters instead and yeah. uh, like i guess it was cute it had good humor it it felt really good to play and then they're they're like yeah we uh we felt we did really good with that one and we took all of our lessons we learned and we spent that time making an even better one. So for those people, that's exciting too.
0: And, uh, I'm never one to underestimate the value of a game just being plain, just, fun and endearing and if that's what they've done then all power to him because because that's a i like i told you nick but i picked up uh ratchet and clank uh rift Mm -hmm. apart or whatever and it's just oh man it's just so fun like it's just uh, like i don't know if it's a you know if it's a hallmark game that's gonna like move the chains with technology or whatever but i mean it's it's just fun you know and like and compared to like so many games these days are like big time sinks like in a good way, but they're like open world games. And like, it's honestly been a blast just to like sit down this morning and like, like I heard somebody comparing it to like watching Saturday morning cartoons. And it's very much that it's just, it's lighthearted, fun, endearing characters, cool level designs, like fun to explore and like, uh, yeah. So that's I, not related to E3, but it is that yeah. it makes me think of that. So
3: I do know, I would probably say the Ratchet and Clank series will be a hallmark for gaming, just what Insomniac constantly does as a developer and are able to just really put something out that shines uh, like more than you, you would expect anything to look on mm-hmm. any, any hardware they've ever done a game on.
0: That's true they uh, it is very like it's almost testament to how good it is that it's like it just so subtly draws you in like like watch like it playing it is like watching a cartoon and that's kind of a testament to how much stuff is like wa- like wacky shit is going on in the background seamlessly which is like, kind of the big thing they've been hyping up but you're right like it looks amazing all the time and there's well, so much yeah. going on
3: Uh, this will be my last comment on it since we're talking about E3 things but it is Pixar quality animations yeah
0: (laughs) and maybe Mario plus Rabbids will be more of the same
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brandon as a fan of segues that's a great one to get into the Nintendo Direct (laughs) Indeed. sure I wasn't paying attention
1: go ahead um (laughs) uh nintendo yeah so there i actually did take notes and there were 26 different titles that they announced or that they were either um porting over to the switch or were just being you know new games being released on the switch so you know some games were like uh let's see down at number 20 they announced that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are going to be coming to the Switch as well.
2: Yeah, it's really um, smart for them to bring as many just kind of popular games as they can to right. the console. And they've really been a, done a good job of doing that.
1: Um, well, so that we can't say that we're not um, official and didn't do our homework, uh, let me run through all 26 of these just really quick, and then we can talk about whatever we feel like talking about. Sounds good um new smash character for from tekken so um, there's one or two characters coming over i couldn't quite i think it was just one but they they're just they're having tekken um characters now with uh super smash um life is strange uh that's a port isn't it or is that a new game It's a
2: remaster okay and a port i guess
1: um they announced guardians of the galaxy is coming to the switch uh, which is, on that later yeah, I, I, fig- I figured we might <laughs> talk about that in the square yep. um, Worms Rumble is coming to the Switch um, that's already on the PS4, PS5 whatever uh, as a free game it, it was a free game I guess it's coming to the Switch now with, with Nintendo specific uh, items to acquire like skins and stuff um, Astria Ascending Two Point Campus Super Monkey Ball is getting a remaster, as well as another a new game. So, they're redoing the old games, um, and then they're also adding like Super Monkey Ball Mania or something. I think is what they called. Um, there's a new Mario Party coming out with uh, some old maps. I think it's a standalone game. Is yeah. what it felt like. <clears throat> um,
2: Superstars.
1: There's a new Metroid game, uh, Metroid Dread the first new metroid game um in what 20 years i think they said 15 <laughs> something like that jeez this has it been that long i mean i uh, i can believe it though they have a just danced coming out um cruising blast uh dragon ball z Kakarot, which i will actually be talking about here in a minute uh mario golf monster hunter stories 2 uh and there was a sub thing to it and i didn't care to write it down uh Wear coming out with a get it together game or yeah, that was a new game, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh Dangan Rampa. Fatal Frame. Uh Maiden of Black Water. Uh, I put Nope, 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 nope <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um Doom Eternal is getting its first expansion. Uh, As I said, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch. Strange Brigade. um, I don't remember that one. I said it looks fun. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids, which is what we were just talking about. Advance Advance Wars 1 and 2 uh, remake. Skyward Sword expansion. And I was really confused as to what all of the legend of zelda stuff was so Tyler you can probably talk about that more but they basically said so they they talked about Skyward Sword expansion um they also talked about the Zelda Game and Watch that they're remaking and they talked about a Breath of the Wild sequel and it, Skyward the Skyward Sword the Skyward Sword expansion apparently it talks about the origins of like the Legend of Zelda and the, the origins of the the master sword and that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, that's all 26 things that they talked about. Um, The things that point that, that, that were, uh, we are absolutely going to have to play Mario golf. That, that, Uh, I mean, I'm not, yeah. The, 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 the modes, uh, the, 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 like the, the rush, the race mode looks, yeah, fantastic
2: That's like looks mario really cool. kart slash mario party slash mario golf right yeah
0: i was also that that was my thought too like i haven't been like i'll be honest i haven't been the biggest fan of mario golf games in the past like they're fun but like for me like tennis always stole the show or mario kart but yeah i know exactly what you mean i saw that and i was like that is honestly one of the most original takes i've seen on a golf game yeah. <laughs> like um, ever so I was kind of oh. like, that could be fun.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be down. A lot of the Nintendo games, I was like, I could play that with the guys. I could play that with the guys. I could play that with the guys. Like 2021 is the year of announcing uh, multiplayer PVE games, and Everything I am that so Brandon
2: has been clamoring for for the last two years. I yeah, am
1: no, so I'm for in it. That same, uh, I am so uh, for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, games on this list that I would that we could play together. Um let's see the Mario Party uh Cruisin' Blast which looks like uh Mario Kart but GTA style. So <laughs> if you put like super like extra like more power-ups and stuff and like more antics into GTA 5 races. Um Monster Hunter Stories 2 looks really fun.
0: Out of out of curiosity, have you played? Uh, ha, has anybody played the the original like Monster Hunter stories? I I've only played. <laughs> honestly, I hadn't played Monster Hunter until I got into uh, Monster Hunter World on the PS4. That was literally my first Monster Hunter game, um, and then I picked up the new one for the Switch that came out uh, pretty recently, Rise. Um, but the the Monster Hunter Stories series, I I don't know that much about. I will say to me it didn't look quite as appealing just because like the part that I like about monster hunter is not really their story exactly, which is what it seemed like. It was it's kind of like, it seemed like it was focusing on telling a very like narrative heavy, kind of like a lot of cutscenes and animation and um, stuff like that. But I, maybe I, maybe I didn't get the whole picture. of Yeah. It, but that the thing the,
1: what I got out of monster hunter was that it looked like a playable, um, how to train a dragon (laughs)
0: right
1: i mean it said that you could uh you know you you had you'd have a companion that they called a monstie and you could grow your monstie and you know you would travel across the land and you would encounter other monsties that some of them were docile and others were aggressive you could uh you and your monstie could you know kill the aggressive ones or i probably even the docile ones to get better <laughs> armor and gear to
0: become the very best you mean
1: yeah the bestie become the there, very bestie the
0: bestie there ever was
1: and you can hatch other monsties and you can combine now i don't know if you could combine monsties but you could <laughs> you can you can hatch new monsties and you know just become more and more powerful and then you could team up with friends and you know it kind of made it seem like you could sort of do raids it didn't really say how many you could team up with but it just said team up with friends so um i don't know i'd i maybe be okay giving it a try um uh the one thing that i saw was interesting is the dragon ball z Kakarot game that's coming yeah. out
0: I was
2: curious to see what your
0: thoughts were on that.
1: It looked like it was a slightly different model than the normal games. Because all the other games have just been... To me, they just seemed kind of Dragon Ball, you know, uh, Realm version of, like, Mortal Kombat or, Mm -hmm. you know, those sorts of games. In this game, you actually get an open world that you can do things in. Um... And side missions and you can level up your characters uh off screen and gain new abilities and these sorts of things it seemed you know they called it an rpg and it looks almost like it's a normal rpg like what you would i don't know it seemed just more free roaming unless it is a
3: little bit i you yeah. might not be familiar with The Dragon Ball Xenoverse games.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say it looked a lot like that. That's what it reminded me of. it
3: look, I believe it is sharing a lot of that DNA, except this is, uh, I think this will be its first appearance on the Switch. It's been out on the PS4 Mm. for a while, and they have essentially been bringing every main story arc to the game. I think they are up to the Majin Buu saga.
1: Well, in the thing, they said that they were gonna that when you when it releases on the Switch, you're gonna be able to get the um a a story, an expansion, whatever you want to call it. And they showed us um, in uh, Dragon Ball they they showed Dragon Ball Super gameplay. You got uh, Vegeta and or Goku were uh, Super Saiyan Red. Um, and, uh, or whatever they called that. I don't remember exactly what they called that, but, um, uh, and they were beaten up on, um, uh, Beerus and then they showed Golden Frieza very, very briefly.
3: Okay. So yeah, uh, that was the original plan for that game is to mm-hmm. basically make the entire anime, a playable game. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried any of the demos or or anything for that type of... I
1: played a very early version of one of them.
3: They are strange, and I think... (laughs) I think they are... There is a certain group that likes that type of game, and I don't think I belong in it.
0: <laughs> that's that's kind of my take um, on it as well. But
1: The only other thing that I specifically want to talk about is uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, which is Persona 5.
3: <laughs> um, I, I think it's the same
1: it is is. They're both. yeah they uh, i looked it up because i was curious um they are both the producer the producer uh, what do they call it the atlas um, is the publishers is yeah they're atlas uh well when i was watching it i was like oh is this like a new persona game because i knew that persona 5 was kind of old-ish um it what came out in 2016 or something I, I oh, want to anyway.
0: say wasn't Persona a spin-off of the Shin Megami, uh, Megami Tensei like like I I think it, like Shin Megami came first Yeah it was I released
1: think... it was released in 2017 and released April 4th 2017 in North America um, I'm not seeing anywhere that it specifically says that it's a um,
3: uh, it, I don't think it's the only because a few of the monsters in Persona 5 are basically company mascots, mm-hmm. like the Jack Frost monster, and they just show up in every game that Atlas does.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that's a, the Shin Megami uh, series is one that like I had kind of like once I started getting into Persona a little bit, like I remember looking at picking up Persona 4 back in the day. I never did. Persona 5 was my first Persona game, but I just remember hearing those two series talked about it in tandem uh, quite regularly. But yeah, that's that's one I... Yeah, I didn't really look at too much on that. Um, but it's one I could see dipping into, potentially.
2: I think the uh, major headlines is the uh, new Metroid game and the Breath of the Wild sequel.
0: Yep. Yeah. Those were the two that grabbed my attention the most.
2: They... I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but the only thing I saw yet. out of it was that they wouldn't announce the name of the sequel because it might give away something.
0: <laughs> huh. I I mean, more Breath of the Wild is, is always a good thing. Like, I mean, there's a... If, There's so many things that I loved about Breath of the Wild, and I'm happy to see a sequel. My only request is I really hope they reworked the item durability system because I kind of hated breaking like three weapons in every single fight. Yeah. (laughs) In Breath of the Wild, make them more
2: fragile. (laughs) It's like you
0: get one attack with each weapon that you find.
3: (laughs) What is this? Super hot?
0: (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Yeah, um
3: read- which
1: Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh we'll talk about it when we get to the uh, Xbox and Bethesda. Never mind.
2: I-, I was reading about the uh the new Metroid game and like you said, Brandon, f- new story, first new story in 19 years. Nineteen di- direct sequel to 2002's Metroid Fusion game and um, concludes the five-part saga. Can I just say Darted on the NES?
1: Can I just uh, suck it to all the, uh, on behalf of all the Kingdom Hearts fans who've been waiting (laughs) 13 years for a sequel? Yeah. We only had to wait 13. You guys had to wait 19. Ha!
0: You know what's weird, though, is in a way, it's like... Metroid Fusion is one of the last Metroid games. I mean, well, it makes perfect sense because it was apparently it was the last game in the series. <laughs> yep. But but it actually still sticks out pretty prevalent in my mind. Like, I honestly do think I could go back and and pick up Dread and probably have a pretty good handle on. I mean, this honestly, the story was always relatively simplistic, but... Just kind of, you know, it'll it'll feel like putting on an old shoe that I've had, you know, for 20 years, and it's still going to fit. Um, and it's just been sitting there in the closet, but it's all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'll, i excited. I don't know if I'll pick it up at launch. Um,
2: October 8th. I'll,
0: honestly, the only reason I wouldn't is just because there have been other games that have come along and done the Metroid formula so well. Like... I heard really good things about Axiom Verge even though I never played that but like I've played a lot of other you know Metroidvania style games and uh, so you know the bar is going to be set pretty high and I'm curious to see if it's kind of like the reigning champ is going to be able to come back and actually you know take back the belt or not but uh, but I'll give it a chance for sure see if they still got the magic
2: I did see someone say that they wish that the new Metroid game would be like a roguelike game, kind of like Hades or. um, What is it? Yeah. What's the one on the PS5 that just came out? Returnal. Yeah, okay. That's the name I thought of, but it just seemed wrong. Right. I.
0: The only reason, honestly, I'm glad that it's not, because I kind of like that it's gone clear back to its roots. Like It looks like they're just trying to iterate upon the thing that made it great to begin with, and I'm cool with that. I will say I also would have been totally on board with it being a sequel to the Metroid Prime series, which is the, are the first-person games. So I feel like the community's kind of split, like right down the middle almost, as to who wanted 2D versus another 3D sequel. Um, I probably fall a little bit more into the camp of wanting another three D Metroid Prime game because they were so dang like atmospheric, and I, don't know, I really like those. But this will be good too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, is Super Monkey Ball the one that you hated, Tyler?
0: Uh, I don't think I, remember I hated. Remember Jared,
1: the one that you were talking that we talked about, where apparently he like, uh, like rage quitted it
2: me mm.
1: yeah we were talking about how you were talking about in one of the previous podcast episodes a game that the only game that tyler has ever ever rage quitted
0: oh that was super meat boy super meat boy. yeah oh, super yeah. Meat boy. <laughs> yeah i rage quit super meat boy at three in the morning uninstalled it and haven't touched it for like 15 years okay
1: no i i, I couldn't remember if it was super monkey ball I guess yeah. they're, they're kind of <laughs> sort of similar names. Super name.
3: M. Yeah. B? Yeah, S-M-B. Su- yeah, S- <laughs> um,
1: okay. Uh... Square? Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> if if we have time at the end, I'd love to... I mean, there's plenty of yeah, content yeah. with the Nintendo sure. one. They, like they said, 26 titles, so... Yeah. They kind of um, stole the show.
2: Square do a short one. Do you want to
1: take Square or do you want me to just run through it real quick and then we can talk about everything?
2: Oh, I can do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so there's not a lot. Um, like you mentioned, Life is Strange for the Switch. They kind of went into the remaster for their collection and the new um, True Colors. That's kind of an adaptation coming up. Um, but for you Final Fantasy fans, they oh are doing a new spinoff called Stranger of Paradise. Um, um, Final Fantasy Origin, which will come in 2022. And there's a trial version out right now on the PS5 you can play. Um, of
1: Stranger Paradise?
2: Stranger of Paradise, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's available through June 24th. So if you're listening to this before then, you better hurry. Uh, but I'm not a Final Fantasy person, so if you guys would like to talk about it, feel free. Because the rest... Oh, I guess there's one more, and then the rest is Marvel.
1: Nope, just run through it. Run through it all. Uh,
2: the next one is Babylon's Fall. Um which is like a multiplayer game, right? Action RPG, but it is a live service game, which I'm kind of curious that Square Enix keeps going back to these live service games. Like they have Avengers with Crystal Dynamics, which is, we'll talk about, isn't doing so hot. They had Outriders, which was very popular, but they haven't really kept up with it very much. So here's another one that looks promising. You can play it alone or up to four players, but again, it's uh, with these live service games that's. Always, how much in-game content do you have and yeah. how much do and at you least devote resources this, to it?
3: This time, at least, the game plays by Platinum, so it'll be fun to play, in the, uh, if nothing else.
2: That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, that leaves um, that they are announcing a new expansion for their Avengers live service game with Crystal Dynamics, which is the War for Wakanda, which brings Black Panther, the Dormelage, and... Um, Ulysses Claw as the villain. Um, it looks really cool. You get to explore Wakanda. My issue just with these games is that sometimes the in-game stuff isn't very fun, and I'm a, already a Destiny live service person, so ha- adding another one is just kind of daunting. Mm-hmm. And whereas I am a single character on Destiny, this one like almost forces you, if you want to play with any of them you have to level them all up and it's just kind of grindy yeah yeah that that
0: that was i I was this is all i was going to say about that is i i also thought that looked really cool um, the at least in terms of like the locations that you get to visit, but I was kind of in the same boat as you, or I was just like, oh, I just uh, I know I'm gonna have to grind to get there and then actually experience the content. Yeah, so much.
2: So like my experience with Avengers is I beat the main campaign, and then I've done a a few things afterwards. I've started leveling some of them up, um, but I haven't. Re- I've barely even touched the Kate Bishop and the Hawkeye expansions Mm -hmm. and the thing is like each character's skill set and abilities are really fun to play with um and the story is really fun like the main um campaign stories but the other stuff is just i don't it's either repetitive or it's just trying to balance leveling up four or five characters is just kind of overwhelming um so what i wish they would have done with Avengers is what they're doing with Guardians of the Galaxy, and it looks freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm gonna butcher this. You guys can correct me. Is it Eidos? Eidos Montreal? Eidos. Eidos. Yeah, that's
0: I'd say Eidos. That's
2: how we're going with it. Um, they're the uh, developer of Deus Ex, and they are, <laughs> are releasing a Guardians of the Galaxy, a single-player third-person adventure game. Um, where you actually only play as Star Lord, um, which I thought was interesting. I did too, and I kind of wondered how they were going to make that work. But when I was uh-huh. watching the gameplay of it, you actually like have like you have your own ability wheel, but then you also have an ability wheel for each member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So like, if you're in the middle of a fight and you hover over an enemy, you can say, "Hey, Groot." Go do some attack, and he'll go do like they're already fighting, but then he'll do a special attack that you request, Hmm. and then that gets put on a like a respawn timer so you can't like spam it. And then you can, but then you can go to Drax, and then you can go to Rocket and Gamora. So, wow, spoilers! I mean, that's literally the (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's it looks really cool, like, um. It's just an adventure game. It's a cool campaign. Obviously, that world and universe is there's tons to explore with it. It looks they, like they kind of took their own fresh spin on the Guardians themselves and it just looks really cool.
3: They made yeah. Groot really beefy.
2: Yeah. Like I've he's seen like, some comic versions of Groot where he is like a tank, but Yeah. this one is it, it, I like that version of him. Mhm. And yeah, they he's made that... Peter Quill like look like a douche. <laughs> That's, That's what nice. I was gonna say. I
0: liked, I loved all of them, except I wasn't, I just, I wasn't crazy about Peter. But yeah, all the others, I was like, honestly, they look a little closer to their comic counterparts.
3: Well, I mean, Peter
0: um, is a douche, so. I,
3: but they gave yeah, him it, slick
2: back hair yeah. and. Uh,
0: and I think that probably, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen Star Lord in a comic, but I feel like that probably also is closer to his comic appearance because isn't he more like blonde? I think in yeah, the comics, I yeah. Think so. So. Uh, I,
2: i'm also really digging um rocket's got like a little beard um, <laughs> he has a kratos with beard kind with yeah. like a little beads and stuff in it like i'm totally here for that but yeah it looked like in the trailer you could all there was also mantis was going to show up um i don't remember if there was any other ones from the movies but no, it just looked like a really fun time, like a lot of different worlds to explore, and and like oh, I was gonna mention it kind of had like the uh, Mass Effect um, gameplay where like you're gonna have a lot of just dialogue cutscenes where you're making decisions um, based on the way people interact, and your decisions will influence how they kind of interact with you and.
3: I did have to laugh because the decisions are who do you want to be a dick to?
2: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now, now, if it's
1: truly Mass Effect, then we should be able to pursue some of the... sexually pursue some of the, the characters. With I mean, if I, I can't bang Groot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, they hinted at, like, it was a joke, but, like, there was some tentacle thing that was trying to wrap itself around <laughs> Star-Lord, and he was like, next time. And he kissed it and went on. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah,
0: I I actually it's I'm glad you mentioned Mass Effect because that was actually that was what I was gonna say when you first brought up the way the um, squad abilities work. Mm, like, because yeah. at first when you said like, oh, I think it's just you're just gonna play Star Lord, I was like, oh, how the heck is that gonna work? Like, that's it's a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and then like exactly like you said, like I watched the gameplay footage, and then I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually smart. That's almost better. In a way, as far as it making it feel like kind of your team coming together, like you get to experience that teamwork element, but it's through kind of that that squad-based control mechanic. And the first thing I thought of was Mass Effect, and my first thought was like, oh, wow, you know, that actually was it did really endear some of those characters to me because it would be like, you know, I'd be stuck in a corner. And I'd be like, shit, Garrus, like hit him with a concussive shot. and then, You know, and like, like, he would like blast a guy out of out of the way in front of me like seconds before I die. And it really did make it feel like your team was there to kind of help you out. And so I, I I think they're handling it really well. honestly like, it looked like they were capturing some of that. And like you said, the dialogue and everything too, which I think is, is a fun element of that. Guardians of the Galaxy team interplay.
3: They also implied that it'll be kind of like the uh, Guardians movies with the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, mm, yeah.
3: I don't know if that will be true, but that's what they implied. Yeah, that,
2: I mean, <laughs> we'll see. It's interesting that how like that has kind of shaped how people view the Guardians now, based on what the mo- the songs James Gunn selected in those movies. And she's mm-hmm. become like their thing now, and I think that's really cool because it makes them unique and a little more fun. Yep. Plus, in the Kim trailer Kim. thumbnail, Groot's holding a blue llama, so <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. But like Brandon mentioned it's earlier, glorious. it's going to be available like on every console. It seems like so.
0: Hmm. The llama that. is his romance, Jared.
2: <laughs>
0: it would not surprise me.
1: Um, okay, that's pretty much square. Yeah, let's move on to Microsoft. Um, so obviously, as mostly PlayStation, um, I mean, you know, Tyler plays you know, uh, computer games some.
0: See, I was gonna say this one, I actually, this was one of my favorites just because I was like, on all of these, I was like, okay, they're all coming to PC too, those look fun. So I did, Uh, some of these were appealing.
1: But, uh, I mean, so I didn't actually write any of them down. Uh, I have two specifically that I wanted to talk about. Um, But, um, basically, the highlights of it. um, Is is Bethesda owned by Microsoft? Yes, they are now. So, um, which kind of makes me sad. I kind of hope that Bethesda continues to make uh, multi you know cross platform games and not just Xbox exclusives. Most of <sighs> the yeah, games yeah. they showed were Xbox exclusives. Um, yep. but uh, you know, watching that e three if if you want any reason to get an Xbox, that e three conference is 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 why.
2: I was going to say like I you talked about how this was kind of an underwhelming E3 like it was for everyone except Microsoft because I feel like they showed why like they're jumping all in on Game Pass and they are doing the things to buy to get exclusive games buying Bethesda and the like and it's like they're trying to pull as many people to their system as possible.
3: I think they're trying to get everyone to Game Pass but with that said, I did kind of want to get whatever the the little white Xbox is called. Uh, the, yeah, XS. that one. Because I because I can only think of the Series X, which is the current gen for them.
0: Well, mm, yeah, there's the Series S and the Series X.
1: Literally. You know which Xbox I'm gonna buy? PC the mini fridge version. Yeah, no. that's right. <laughs> It's gonna go right next to my KFC console. I'll have sodas in one and chicken in the other.
0: Yeah, where where was the the KFC the KF, console? The KF
1: console is what I'm yeah I where, is it yeah. Called. Where was
0: the KF console uh, E3 report? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I guess it is basically just a PC, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So they were adding what thirty games to the. Um, you know, game 27 pass? of them are Bethesda games mm. um, <laughs> wow. that are going well into, published anyway. Yeah. Um, that are going straight. They're going to be free to play on the game pass. I guess you have and, to buy the game pass, but
3: yeah, the game pass is, uh, uh, $12 a month or something, mm-hmm. but most of the largest titles that have been announced are coming at launch to game pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do cycle out every once in a while, but I mean, if they're there day one, they really only care about the subscription numbers at that point. So you have the opportunity to uh, boot it up and see if you like it. So I, this did really make me consider buying an Xbox.
2: Yeah. If knock on wood, if I can get through my PlayStation backlog, (laughs) <laughs> that would be very tempting because that the series S is only like what it's the price of a switch, Wait, 300 right? 300 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the price points really good. And then if you're just doing game pass, like everything's right there for you. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, It'd be one of those things that would, I would still use the PlayStation more, uh, most likely because right. it has more of the games I want, but every so often price switch over and, uh, turn on the uh, subscription model for a couple months, and how about that?
0: And and make me sad when you guys are all playing on Xboxes, and there's literally zero chance of me buying an Xbox because I have my well, PC. So. Because
3: you would have the PC, you should still be able to play with us. Yeah, it's you can, Oh, account. is it cross?
0: Okay, it is. Yeah, and it still is crossplay for us. Okay. Well, see, that's cool because another one I was going to say could be a lot of fun in the co-op. Sea of Thieves. Well, Sea of Thieves would be fun, but also I, I was kind that. of I was excited for the Redfall game. Oh, which, that's like exactly
3: them. what was making me want an Xbox. Is like they <laughs> they were getting a uh, uh is is it Monolith? Uh,
0: well, it's Arcane. Arcane, yeah, the, I can't. Yeah. Who's yeah, Monolith? Redfall. Okay. Uh, uh, I I can't remember what Monolith actually. Does, I think
3: but... Monolith was uh, because someone mentioned. Outriders, I think they were. Oh, okay. but uh, yes, Arcane because Arcane makes such good games. Yeah, and Prey,
0: Dishonored. If you go way back, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, which is a throwback. I love that yeah. game.
3: And Redfall being an open-world PVE game is like that. Really, is something. I would be on
0: board for, yeah, well, and that's the thing. It, like it's this kind of cast of lovable characters that again, like we're we're like being spoiled now with all of these kind of left for dead alikes. Back
2: um, for blood. It,
0: yeah, back for blood <laughs> is in there too. so we got back for blood, Redfall. fall, uh, already forgot the other one <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, But anyway, redfall falls into that falls. red falls <laughs> into that category. Um, and honestly, I love the idea of just getting together with some friends, taking this wacky cast of, like, Ghostbusters-like characters, <laughs> and just running around hunting vampires, like, in an open world. That sounds amazing. So, I will, you know, it's a good developer, a cool premise, kind of unique, uh, so that's one I, I would say if it does well, I'll probably pick up Redfall on PC, for sure, so. yeah, I was excited about
1: um, that one. The, the winner of all of these that we've talked about the the, the gameplay trailer or the, the trailer the announcement trailer whatever you want to call them the winner
0: is uh outer worlds 2 <laughs> yeah i did like that one it was, <laughs> that's uh, that very in keeping with their sense of humor from that was the first i mean it was
1: to- absolutely fantastic they 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 basically said the only thing that they have
0: uh to actually, is the title yeah
1: the only thing that's true is the title it's gonna be outer worlds
0: 2 <laughs> well even that you know it's probably gonna change like it's probably gonna have like you know colon something right. else yeah
1: um but no so the two things that i want to talk about that i'm excited for are age of empires 4 which huh? so so i'm i have i don't have all the expansions but i have the i have all three of the original games and a couple of expansions i've got the age of kings expansion for two i've got the uh, no age of kings i think is just the name i've got the conquest or whatever the one is for for two um i've got the golden pass thing golden one for you know if i I could just turn around and look on my shelf and and be able to tell you what the name (laughs) is for Um, But I've got one, two, and three, and then a couple of expansions. Well, one expansion for all of them. But um, Age of Empires 3 introduces... No, Age of Empires 2 had muskets. Age of Empires 3 has a few more guns. Age of Empires 4, I kind of thought they were going to progress through the timeline and have more, you know, guns, less uh hand to hand combat and it looks like they went backwards again and are doing you know hand to hand combat uh you know using elephant you know armored elephants and using mm-hmm. um javelins on you know armored horses and these sorts of things um i really like all the age of empires games uh really really well and it's going to have 4k capabilities and it looks really really cool and i'm kind of excited for it
0: that is really interesting because I had no idea that you liked Age of Empires, but I have I have Age of Empires uh, 2, the definitive edition of that, and the original edition of that for some reason, both of those on Steam. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I didn't know you played those, so we should
3: play this time. Yeah. yeah, now that you brought that up, I am actually excited for that one. Uh, I had a, not Age of Empires growing up, but some of the uh, kind of knockoffs where they... They basically had the same gameplay, but they changed the controls. (laughs) Uh, So the one that I played a lot was uh, empires dawn of the modern world. And the main difference between that and age of empires is empires had a much higher population cap. So you could throw massive armies Mm. at each other. And that looks like the direction they are going with for age of empires four. And because, It's always funny to me to have giant meat grinder battles. (laughs) I am pretty excited for that.
1: Um, And then the other game, of course, that I'm going to make probably both of you play with Tyler and I is going to be the remastered uh, Diablo 2. I am really Ah, excited for that. Um,
2: That'd be good.
0: I will happily play that
1: one. Yeah, uh, you know, Diablo 2 came out on the PC. I thought it, you know, I honestly thought it was a Blizzard thing. I didn't realize did uh, it, it was I thought. So, hows is uh, wasn't it, isn't it? How is Bethesda doing this?
3: They aren't. It's through Micro, Microsoft is presenting it, Okay, it, I think through the Game Pass. But okay. it is uh uh what Activision company did they give to Blizzard for that?
1: um but no i'm really excited you know they it looks like it's going to be basically the same game with i guess you'd call this remastered and not remake
2: resurrected i think is what they used well yeah, yeah resurrected it, it looks, but basically they yeah. just
1: made it look better
0: fresh coat of paint yeah. mostly yeah
1: um but i never really got very far with diablo 2 by myself um i liked it but i never really put in a lot of time to it um, and you can play with up to eight people or seven other huh, people that's interesting so e- even if we you know when Evan comes back from when he when Evan respawns, <laughs> uh, you know he could play with us too if he wanted um, right you know we could get some of some of our other friends and play Um, you know our buddy James could play with us uh, it'd be really cool to have you know a, a game that we can all play together that's you know, another game that we can all play together.
0: Right. And that, and that's relaxing too. I mean, in, in, in a weird way, like they, (laughs) they, again, it's nice because they can be challenging. There's some, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure your build is up to snuff, but for the most part, you know, they're games where you just kind of sit there and mindlessly click on shit for like two or three hours. And like, it's, that's, I mean, that's perfect. Those like James and I played back, played through Titan quest back in like high school and college and, you know, that was uh, just a blast. Like, you could just sit there and chat. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited for a game like that. For sure.
2: Um, And I think what Bethesda is most known for, like their big open world stuff, they're going to now add space to that genre of games with Starfield, which looks really, really, cool.
0: Which, to be fair, they have not shown much of beyond just, hey, this is the setting and it exists and now has a, a, a release date of 11-11-21. Or 22, I mean. Not 21, yeah, 22. Um, which I love that they always use 11. Like It makes it so easy to remember when their games yeah. are coming out. It's like, that was Skyrim, was 11-11 whenever the hell, 1922, whenever <laughs> Skyrim 1922. came out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 11 uh, 11 11.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. It was 11 11. <laughs> yeah, it's only never never mind. Make a wish, um,
1: make a wish, make a wish.
0: But uh yeah, I I'm excited for it. I I mean, again, I feel bad for people where now it's going to be Xbox and PC exclusive. That's kind of a big blow because you know, those are games everybody loves Bethesda games but like right and that's that's what i'm a little
1: sad about is in order to play Bethesda are they gonna move to xbox exclusive company and we're not gonna get any more Bethesda games on the playstation
2: i mean mean, sony's been doing that for the last 10 years i I don't care i'm not a i'm not (laughs)
1: a (laughs) but i I get to revel in that
0: uh, to be <laughs> fair, though, I, my I would argue that the best way to experience a Bethesda game is on PC. So if you have a PC, then th- I mean that's really that's the right. And that's I would
1: something I might Bethesda do too. Games. Is uh,
3: so I kind of say the best way to do it is get it console first and play it the way it was made, <laughs> and then a uh. few years later, get it at five dollars on Steam. When the modding community has thousands of mods, and then you can do whatever you want to That's,
0: that is a fair point. As in terms of cost efficiency, that wouldn't be too bad, I suppose. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, Starfield, I, it, as long as you know, as, as long as it's up to snuff with their previous mainline entries, like if it's as good as. And I'll even throw Fallout Four in there. Like I bought Fallout Four at launch, and I was happy with it. And I bought Skyrim at launch; I'm super happy with it. If Starfield does the same thing but in a sci-fi setting, I will be—I will be pleased. I'll be happy. <laughs> so, um,
1: that's,
0: uh, that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Something that wasn't, and I was a little surprised that I guess this is mostly a Pokemon Company game and not necessarily a Nintendo Switch game. But it's coming out on the Nintendo Switch. I'm surprised that they didn't say anything about Pokemon Unite. Mm. Um, that is going to launch in July for the Switch. And then later this year, unknown date at this time, will launch on mobile. So it's actually going to launch on the Switch first only. And mobile platforming will come later. It, it is going to be... Last I heard, it is going to be cross-platform. So people on the Switch can play with people on mobile And I'm really looking forward to all the DCs because I'm just thinking of all. I mean, how how competitive is mobile gaming? Um, I don't know. Uh, To you know, usually I mobile game when I'm in the bathroom, or (laughs) uh, you know, when I'm bored trying to fall asleep at night, or you know, drop a phone on your face. Yeah, it's it's a. I have an awkward amount of time. I'll just play a little bit of a phone game. So I don't know how that's going to work too well, but I'm surprised that they didn't say anything about it. Um, I only have signed is... up for uh, emails from Pokemon company. And so that's how I found out about it.
2: Yeah. My only guess is that a lot of the stuff they were introducing were either for holiday 2021 or future titles for 2022. And maybe since Unite's so close to coming out, they're just like, yeah. Unless they have some big news to update on, which they probably didn't, they just were like, whatever, it's going to come out. Yeah.
0: So I'm sure we're probably getting pretty close to wrapping up, but real quick, I did have to mention, I would never forgive myself if I didn't mention my two favorite. Projects that I saw out of E3 that I Pro- haven't read. mentioned yet. Uh, well, no, actually, I didn't <laughs> see anything out of CD Projekt Red, but uh, I did see something from FromSoft, which was the Elden Ring stuff that was mm. coming out—the actual gameplay trailer and uh, some some more information, a little bit of some some little lore drops here and there. And I I'm excited for Elden Ring. Um, I was a little underwhelmed. I know I was a little s- underwhelmed with Demon Souls. Um, but really my biggest complaint had nothing to do with the audio and visual direction and just that mechanically it's aged. It's, it's showing its age. And that's exactly what Elden uh, Ring is going to mix up, is it's going to give us all of the modern mechanics that we've come to expect from FromSoft games in kind of a reinvented setting. Uh, and it's supposed to be a little easier, I have heard. Now, they... they Didn't go so far as to say that it's going to have like an adjustable difficulty or anything. I still think it's going to be difficult. Um, But it's a little more emphasis, I feel like, on exploration and the narrative. And a little less emphasis on just brutal punishing difficulty. Which I think is actually a good direction for FromSoft to kind of go. Like start branching out just a little bit with their gameplay. Um, And I'm excited. I think it looks awesome. I was hooked immediately. So that was big. And then... The winner for my favorite trailer uh, that I saw from E3 was for an indie game called Replaced.
3: Yeah, the, um, I wanted to mention that too. Uh, yep. Just the indie titles in general. There yeah, there are so many of them that they had time to breathe because of, well, all the indie teams were not as affected Mm-hmm. because they are such small development teams, so they've been working through the entire pandemic versus all the AAA studios that require hundreds of people to make a game. All those games have been pushed back six months to a year. So, uh, yeah, lots of indie titles were showcased, and they all look really interesting and replaced the art style and the... Uh, I wish I could find who did the music for that. <laughs>
0: I, I know. I I want to find it too. Cause like, basically I just want to crumple up that whole trailer and inject it directly into my veins, man. Like that was, <laughs> that was like, that trailer was cyberpunk perfection. Like that is what is in my, in my brain on repeat when I think of the genre. Um, so I, I loved that trailer.
3: Yeah. And the game is basically like a, An AI is accidentally downloaded into a person and now has to survive as it's being hunted by corporations.
0: Yep. So good. So So check
2: it out, guys. There's so many game good games coming out and like and there's so many things on like streaming services that I need to catch up and watch on. Like do I need (laughs) to quit my job?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah. We just need to uh we just need to start a games company, make our own games. There we go. Well, no, we need to
1: do what I wanted to do and start a <laughs> game lounge and
2: I feel like we'd be so busy lives. with that, we wouldn't have Time to play yeah. This. I was but just no, gonna would, say like I don't think our the our business lives.
0: will work very well if we're all just sitting there playing the games <laughs> in our business.
2: Like we, we need like a solid two years of research before we can actually go out and say we're experts in the field. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I
1: saw something that you need ten thousand hours in something to to, to be a. Uh, an expert in something. Well, you almost when I...
2: Persona 5 beaten by them. <laughs> That's I...
1: You ruined my joke. You stole it. You, you took it out of my mouth, and you injected it into the public audience.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Along with that uh, replaced trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh I don't know. I'm gonna go brood on the fact that Jared. I stepped on your moment. I stepped on my moment. All right, so we can
2: re-record it, and I can just pretend and like (laughs) no, 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 just dub, just dub Brandon's voice over (laughs) that. No, Jared, you can just you can just fuck right off. That's it's like hey,
0: you'll maybe have I'll have Persona (laughs) Five beaten by then. (laughs) Hey, it Um, just means great
2: minds think alike, right? They (laughs) can't.
0: Uh,
1: well, I guess. Um, anyways, so, uh, I guess, uh, Wrecker of Jokes, tell the listeners where they can go to for telling us what their favorites and least favorites of the E3 conference were.
2: Are you sure you don't want to steal this from me, like, for revenge?
1: Um, no, because this is such a minuscule part. And basically, basically, <laughs> wow. basically, at this point, the audience just says, eh, okay, the podcast is over, and they just leave anyway. So, like, nobody's even hearing you say it except for us. So,
2: So don't even say it. They're really missing (laughs) out (laughs) on
0: all all our After Dark content that is totally (laughs) playing in the credits. So,
2: I mean, basically, go to Facebook or Twitter or YouTube and search Small Consolation because that's such a unique phrase of words that you're going to find us. There's not too many repeats like us.
0: (sighs) We're original, damn it. Are you being serious?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's like Small Constellation Podcast on Facebook, at SmallConPod on Twitter, Small Constellation Gaming on YouTube.
1: Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Goodbye, everybody.
3: <laughs> Hopefully, Sony does theirs uh, <laughs> yeah. later this month.
2: My guess would because be either July
3: or August. Probably later in July uh, They gotta hype they people suck. up
2: for holiday 2021
3: Yeah, summer's usually a bit of a drought as far as video game releases are concerned uh, Just how the industry seems to work Everyone wants that holiday season money So nothing gets released during the summer But yeah, it'll have to be sometime either late this month or late next month so that they can announce all of the, their PlayStation Finals for the end of the year.
2: Stay tuned.
3: Um,
1: who's doing what tonight, and what can I do with you? <laughs> this is the
0: podcast content they should have been staying for. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll stop.